Hello, and welcome to the Whiteboard Basketball Podcast, the place to go for analysis of last week's Magic Games and insight on the future of the franchise from the perspective of real fans. I'm Cole, and on the phone from Philly is Ian, and let's jump right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Whiteboard Basketball Podcast, where we analyze last week's Magic Games and talk about the future of the franchise. Tonight, we are talking about, and we will cap off the last show where we took you pretty much through the life cycle of being an Orlando Magic fan. We start with the horrible loss to the Knicks, where we'll get to that later, and you'll there's a, there's a whole show that go back and listen to that 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 about about that game. So we start with the horrible loss to the Knicks, where we shoot seventeen percent in the fourth quarter. Then. Cole and I get on here, we rant for 15 minutes, right? Then we start looking at the schedule and we say, wow, if we could just, you know, just steal one, steal two, right? And try to put together some Orlando Magic basketball. Oh, nay, 2019 Orlando Magic basketball. There's a difference. Well, tonight we came out and stole one in a big way with the 103-96 win for the Orlando Magic over the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely massive. Yes, you can nitpick this game away, starting with the fact that Iguodala wasn't there and neither was KD, but you know what? A win is a win. We don't have to play these guys until at least... November of 2019, right? Like, this is magical. And after last night and seeing them lose on the last second buzzer beater to Miami Heat, as a true fan, I was a little bit worried that we were going to get obliterated tonight. So good job to the Magic for coming back and really, you know, bringing it home tonight with with a good win, a uh, seven point win over over this Warriors team. And, and look, I mean, even without KD and uh, Iguodala tonight, the Warriors uh, for the season are still a better team, right? I mean, they still have maybe the best point guard in the league. I I think this can be debated, but you know, definitely a top five point guard in the league. Um, Again, possibly the best shooting guard in, 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 in the league. Again, I think that that can be debated, especially with what James Harden is doing this year. But, you know, top five shooting guard in the league as well. So, And then you got Draymond, who is more than a guy, but I don't like him, so I'm not going to say anything nice about him. Um, I, I mean, just, just fantastic win. Cole, buddy, coming out tonight, uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, 20 um 22 points right 12 rebounds uh, i'm sorry 15 rebounds overall three assists a block aside from just that massive game what stood out to you tonight and you know what what do you think's going on over these last four games i mean we come out we lose to the bulls and okay that's kind of you know the one you don't want to lose but the one sure you don't mind giving away right First game out of the out of the All Star break. Then we come out. We beat the Raptors, number one or number two seed in the in the Eastern Conference right now. Come out and lose a heartbreaker and just a horrible, horrible, horrible game to the 
New York Knickerbockers, and then we come out and you beat the two-time NBA, two-time defending NBA champions. Like, what? So, what has stood out to you about tonight's game, and what has really stood out to you over the last four games coming out of this All-Star break? I think today, starting off once again, like I always do, the number one thing that I look for in every box score, the the good old-fashioned Jerry and Grant <laughs> zero minutes played. Absolutely massive tonight here. Beautiful coaching decision by uh, Coach Clifford. Just an MVP-like performance from him. That's exactly what I like to see. You know, uh, I thought that what really stood out to me is if you tell me Nick Vooch is going to score 12 points on 4 of 15 shooting and Evan Fournier scoring 8 points on 3 of 12 shooting, I would have told you we would have lost 156 to 60, you know? I, I mean, it, it would have been, you know, the worst loss in NBA history to come out and actually get a win against a real quality NBA team. Because to be honest, the Warriors without KD and Andre Guadalla are basically like the third best team in the East. So, like, to get a win over a team of that quality when, you know, your leading players are not scoring the ball and not shooting the ball efficiently, it just shows how great our defense, is, our defense has been lately. I mean, we've been absolutely on fire. So, in the month of February, the Orlando Magic, third in the league in net rating, first in defense, first in defensive rating. In the entire month of February, was uh, we're about to close it out tonight, and I, I'm honestly holding the Warriors 96 points. We're probably going to have a pretty substantial lead. I know we had a lead of almost two points over the Jazz for the month of February. It's just, I mean, that's absolutely insane. You know, our defense is firing on all cylinders. Whatever Coach Clifford is doing, I mean, the man is a legend. The man's a god. Build a <laughs> statue out of there. If he drags this team to the playoffs somehow and gets these guys to play quality defense with Nick Vooch at center, build him a fucking statue, you know? Unbelievable job by Coach Clifford. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at this box score from from the Warriors' standpoint, and look, I mean, Curry had 33 tonight. You're really not going to slow him down. Thompson had 21, you know. Even 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 Boogie Cousins had, had 21 tonight. Um, but... What I really, really like about the rest of this box score is nobody else had more than five points. That might be a six there for Jordan Bell. I cannot tell. Yes, it's a six. Okay. So nobody... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this is a six. NBA.com's weird. All right. Anyhow. So, yeah. So nobody else on the team had more than six points, right? So... Basically, your entire offense, I mean, their their entire offense tonight, right, came from those three guys. I, 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 I mean, like, that's awesome. That's 75 points came from those three, and then the rest of the team uh, pulled together to have 21. I, I, I mean, that is, that, that's awesome, and... Look, I, I think, you know, DJ did really well tonight following Steph Curry around. Now, I, I don't think the box score really shows that. Um, but, I mean, Curry did go 12 for 33 tonight. And admittedly, he did miss some shots that he normally makes, uh, per- particularly in the fourth quarter. But I also think that that was some good defense there by um, 
by DJ as well. I, look, I, I think DJ played good defense. Um, and I think that that affected Curry, not 100% of why he missed those shots, but, you know, a good a good amount. And then Clay Thompson tonight. I don't know what Evan Fournier was doing, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I watched a game and he was playing good defense. But I, so I, I have no idea what the hell he was doing on offense. Like, no idea. But he came out tonight and held Clay Thompson to 9 for 23. And DeMarcus Cousins came out 8 for 16. DeMarcus Cousins had the best field goal percentage of essentially the big three or big four, really, that played tonight for the uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And, and, and while Green had 50%, he only had five points. So I'm, I'm not really counting that in any, you know, spectacular <coughs> fashion. Um, you know, Vooch came out tonight, held his own. I was just really impressed with this with this overall win. I mean, I... You can point to pretty much everybody, and you can point to, you know, you can nitpick this win, like I said. But I feel good about it. I think it was a solid win. I think it was something that we really needed going into kind of a tough three-game road trip here. So, I mean, I, you know, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, I'll take 33 points on 33 shots from Steph Curry any day of the week. You know, I mean, that's that's about as good as you're going to get with this guy. You know, I mean, he's, you know, one of the best players in the world for a reason. And I really think that it comes down to when you get into his body and, you know, you get physical with him. He just, uh, I don't know, he just sometimes wilts out there. And I think that speaks to the contribution from DJ Augustine putting in some serious work out there. You know, didn't do much on offense, but, you know, I think he he had his hands full chasing around Steph Curry, and I think it speaks to what Isaiah Briscoe was doing out there as well. I mean, this guy has been an absolute beast. In fact, since the Mo Bamba injury, this is unbelievably surprising. I would have never guessed this in my entire life. Leading the Orlando Magic in net rating since Mo Bamba went down, Kem Birch, second on the team, Isaiah Briscoe. I mean, these guys coming off the bench have been putting in uh, unbelievable performances. You know, it, it's not necessarily like they're not necessarily scoring a ton of points or, or rebounding or assists. I don't know what it is, but they're just chipping in. They're they're filling in, you know, chipping in all over the stat sheet. They're coming out there. They're playing hard defense. They're going out there. They're rebounding the ball. You know, nine boards for Isaiah Briscoe tonight. You know, what the hell? Uh, you know, they're shooting it, you know, half decent, but one of the, the important things is they're not taking shots away from the big three, you know, they're not uh, taking bad shots, they're, they're shooting it smart, they're playing smart, they're playing big time defense, you know, our defense, like I said, best defense in the league for the last month, you know, I mean, they're, they're really chipping in and that's the kind of quality role players that we needed on this team, you know, we've been saying in the past, you know, Jonathan Simmons, that's just not cutting it, you know, and we didn't really go out and trade for anyone to help us, but it turns out we actually had the guys on the team the whole time. So, you know, hats off to coach Clifford for, you know, helping develop these guys and, you know, getting them to make a really solid contribution to the team all around, you know, Wessa Wundu, I just saw that, uh, he's holding, uh, players that he's defending to the lowest field goal percentage in the entire league. And it's like one and a half percent lower than second in the league, Gary Harris. Uh, kind of skeptical about 
how uh, reliable that stat is because I don't think Gary Harris is very good at defense, so I don't know. But I'm just going to throw it out there. I mean, I would say that it points to him being good versus bad on defense, you know. And, uh, you know, know, once again, you know, Terrence Ross bringing in the scoring with 16 points, gets hot late. I mean, just a really great performance from him. You know, didn't really shoot it well, but... You know, somebody's got to take the shots, you know. We we need to get the points. Uh, you know, you got to score the most points to win, basically. So you got they got to come from somewhere. Uh, just thought it was a really nice performance all around from the team. Uh, you know, guys picking up the slack where, you know, Vooch and Fournier, you know, might have let us down a little bit tonight. But, you know, the, the reserves and the bench really stepped up big time tonight and really helped us get back in this game down the stretch. Um, I mean, honestly, after that third quarter getting outscored 30 to 11, uh, I thought we were done. I thought it was over. I didn't even pay attention to the rest of the game. I started working on homework. Ian calls me up. He's like, can you fucking believe what just happened? And I'm like, what did we like set the record for like least amount of points scored in the fourth quarter or something? No, we go out, we outscore him by 18 and get a, a massive win. Uh, actually let me click over here real quick. 538 actually has us now after this massive dub. Uh, let me make, update it one more time here. Um, with a 72% chance of making the playoffs now. Tied with the Nets for the seventh seed. Uh, I think they actually own the tiebreaker over us right now, but, uh, you know, the Hornets and the Heat fading fast. Uh, it's We're getting closer and closer to... A uh, you know potential four or five game first round playoff exit, but you know what we haven't been exiting the playoffs for like friggin' eight or nine years now, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, I mean, I t- I told you this when I was home for Christmas, but if we make the playoffs, I am coming home. I am using my week's vacation to come home for the playoffs. I I just am. I mean. It, it's just my luck, though, that um, the year I leave Florida, my Orlando Magic make the playoffs. Stan Van Gundy gets hired as a professor at my alma mater. My alma mater football team goes undefeated or close to it or something. But it was the first good season we've had um, since the football team got, got reinstated. And... The Knights have another fantastic year. I, I I mean, it's just my freaking luck. I think I just curse Central Florida sports teams. I just do. But neither here nor there. Um, I, I am coming home from the playoffs. But look, I, I, I mean, the thing that stands out to me most, right, like, like, you, like you brought up, is, first off, th- it stands out to me the most, but... I want to take a step back. So the thing that stands out to me the most is Isaiah Briscoe right now. Okay. That said, I I, kind of want to apologize to the front office for being so critical because who knows? I mean, they may have actually found something here that, you know, we didn't think they could have. Look, this is the first time I've said anything nice about the Orlando Magic front office in seven years. This is a monumental moment, right? I mean, it, it just, there's optimism around this team, and 
No, I mean, I really think I really think Briscoe is a very, very good player. I, look, he still has a long way to go, a lot of development, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he's playing really well for us. And I think, you know, I, I'm just so excited to, like, you know, be talking about something, you know, in, 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 in March, right? Because by the time this gets uploaded, it will be March. And, and here we are talking about Orlando Magic basketball in March for... God, the first time since I was in high school. I mean, it just, it's insane. Um, you know, I, I... Were we good when we were in high school? Yeah, remember? Because 2012 was our last playoff run. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're one year ahead of me. I don't think I was in high school then. Oh, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, I was. All right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking, I thought we hadn't made the playoffs in like eight years. No, seven. But I guess that was that, was that one. Yeah, this would be the eighth year. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, dude, I still remember I was in seventh grade. Um, and, and we went to, we went to C camp during the 09 finals run. We, we were not, we were, we were playing the, um, the Sixers in the first round. I remember standing at the, the rest stop on the side of I-95 because we were down in the Keys on our way home. And they had the Magic game on, and I remember standing there watching it, and that was a game that really got me interested in the Magic there in seventh grade. Um, I mean, my grandpa got me interested in it uh, before that, but I was never a huge fan, and then I just remember I, I remember that um, that game, and after that I just got hooked. But, no, I mean, this is just cool from a fan's perspective of, like, you know, I remember – I remember the game that T-Mac, it was like 0405. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I remember the game 0405 when T-Mac like kicked the ball into the crowd. I was at that game with my grandpa and my dad. Um, so this is just, I mean, this is awesome. Like, to, you know, even if we don't make the playoffs, just to be relevant, you know? And like, yeah. you know, I saw somebody say something about the Markeel Fultz trade the other day um, when they were like, when, when everybody was freaking out that, like, oh, Markeel Fultz bashed the 76ers for the whole, um, I'm happy to have coaches who don't just tell you what you want to hear thing. And somebody said, I don't know what they're doing in Orlando. He said, the, the guy said, somebody, you know, people don't even know they have an NBA team down there. And and, and, and I just can't wait to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, screw you, Philadelphia. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just excited to just like have some hope for the future you know it's just so fucking depressing to be a florida sports fan you know every fucking team just fucks you over every day you know you get your hopes up every year uh you know the buccaneers every year everybody gets hyped oh you know we we brought in some defensive line help oh we got the new coach this is happening this is happening everybody get hyped or this is the year we make the playoffs this is the year Jameis plays well and holy shit you know ryan fitzpatrick throwing touchdowns and then they fucking implode and somehow we end up with the number five pick and it's just disgusting pathetic season and you know i i before the season i knew it i knew not to get my hopes up this this past season was the first season that i kept my expectations in check and you know what it didn't it wasn't that bad because i had absolutely no expectations but now here we go with bruce arians and it's like it's hard not to get hyped i'm trying to keep myself under control though same with the orlando magic you know i like to look at the draft prospect rankings to to think about you know potential tank job you know and it's absolutely wonderful to not have to do that anymore because honestly you know when you read these 
you know, the description of the prospects, you got to watch college basketball to really stay on top of this stuff. And I absolutely hate watching college basketball. It's the absolute worst quality <laughs> basketball you can watch. I mean, it's just absolutely brutal. I hate it. So not having to wa- worry about like high draft picks and stuff like that. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I love it. So I can just watch only NBA now. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's just a real nice change of pace, you know, just to actually enjoy the game and root for your team to win instead of, you know, hoping to get, you know, the sixth pick in the draft every year. Like we always freaking blow it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I want to bring something up tonight that does not involve the Orlando Magic, but it does involve the NBA. Tonight, James Harden scored 58 and the Rockets down to the Miami Heat 121 to 118. Now, we're not going to go into this game in depth, but I did want to bring up I did want to talk about James Harden for a second and what a fantastic year he has been having. And I wanted to talk about how this affects the Magic as everyone who is listening to this podcast or, you know, who follows the standings or, or, or may, I don't know, you just found us on um, on uh, Spotify or something and you think we're funny. And so this is, this is your ticket into the NBA world. Who knows? But um, the first off, James Harden, in my opinion, deserves MVP this year. I, I don't think there's much of a question about that. I think what he's doing this year is incredible. Um, yes, the streak of 30 ended the other night, but it doesn't take away from the amazing 28 he had. Um, I mean, the guy's insane. And now 58 tonight on, on a quality Heat team. I mean, the Heat are a quality team. Uh, you know, beat the, beat the Warriors last night. So, you know, you don't want to say anything bad about a team that beats the Warriors. Um... So, I mean, just fantastic win tonight for the Houston Rockets. Fantastic game for James Harden. Um, Cole, why don't you go into how this affects the Magic, what the standings are looking like, kind of the tiebreakers, what everything's going on. Explain that to me, my friend. Well, Absolutely massive win by Houston for us right here because that is a loss for Miami, and they're still hanging around. Uh, I would I would definitely just like to say that uh, Giannis is definitely in the the MVP conversation, but you know that's a that's maybe after the season conversation. Um, the standings right now we are technically because of this win in the playoffs. We have the eight seed to ourselves. Because we have one more win and one more loss than Charlotte, but that means that our winning percentage is .001 higher than them, and so we get the 8 seed technically right now. Although, if we end the season tied with Charlotte, the next tiebreaker goes to -to head-to-head record. Right now, they're leading 2-1, but the final game of the season is against Charlotte in Charlotte. So if we win that game, then it goes to best division record. And right now, I believe they are eight and three, and we are five and four. So it's not looking great. But if we do get that win over Charlotte, that would give us, you know, obviously one extra game. And we do have plenty of games left against the rest of the division. 
I can quick go through it here. We've got Washington, Atlanta, uh, Miami, Atlanta again, and then so we've got five games left. Basically, I mean, I mean, we could definitely make it up, up that difference. Um, but I would say we really need to just keep winning games. And Charlotte's got a really tough schedule. I mean, they've got it. I mean, they're honestly their schedule is absolutely brutal. You know heavy heavy on the road as well they've got a couple long road trips upcoming here uh they've got uh you know they've got a few home games here but then they've got a at milwaukee at houston at washington at miami streak where i think we could really pull away from them in that stretch right there so i mean right now even 538 they only give the hornets a 31 percent chance of making it because they just have to play so much better than us down the stretch to uh to get into that eight seed because their schedule is honestly like so much harder than ours. So like our schedule is very easy, especially getting this win against golden state. That's the hardest team on the schedule, you know? So you get a win there. That's huge for our team. I mean, that really just every win counts, you know, we're going to be one game back of the six seed, uh, in terms of what five thirty eight is projected. So to steal that extra game, you know, you steal one extra game, you know, we could go from being the ninth seed to the sixth seed, you know, based on one game, basically, you know, so every game down the stretch here just has a massive impact. So that's why tonight was just so huge, getting a game that probably nobody expected us to win, you know, even with some guys sitting out. Yeah, I mean, that you know, that's something we were talking about earlier in the earlier in the show, um, you know. The, the Warriors are the third best team in the East, possibly second, right, um, as they played us tonight. So I, I think that's big. Um, I think the thing down the stretch for us from a team standpoint is going to be the backup point guard, right? Because, you know, as we talked about earlier, that seems to be the position that, like, as that position goes, the Magic go. Um, kind of, kind of Aaron Gordon too, but but I, I I think especially over the last four games, it's been that position more than more than more than Gordon. Um. So, and I think that gives me a lot of hope for the future as well, because you imagine, you know, if Markel Fultz can, you know, get healthy, yeah, you know, you imagine sliding, you know, DJ Augustine down into the backup point guard role, you know, and then you think about how good the bench could be with him you know yeah. i mean we, our team is already playing you know really well with him out there and you imagine him you know not even being the starter that's how you create some depth you know yeah. so to me you know you're turning jonathan simmons you know we're replacing jonathan simmons with a guy we signed out of the g league and isaiah briscoe and we suddenly become the best defense in the nba and the third best net rating for an entire month you know and, and so imagine replacing him with an actual like real point guard is actually good, you know? Yeah. I mean, not saying that Isaiah Briscoe isn't good, but, you know, an established NBA quality player. Yeah. So that's what gives me some excitement for the future, you know, as we, uh, you know, I guess we're not really looking forward to next season because this season's still going on. It's a little bit unusual to to say that, but, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just thinking forward a little bit as well, uh, it's, it's just exciting to have some, you know, hope for the future and hope for the present as well. Yeah, and, and uh, right. I mean, what is what does um, Augustine have left on his contract? I think it's just next year. 
next uh, next year's yeah, it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because that was a four year deal, right? So okay, so he comes in next year and you know helps Markeel. Maybe Markeel starts right. Move this guy to the backup point guard, and then you know you give Briscoe the remainder of the season to just learn everything you can from him. Honestly. I say, depending upon what contracts are looking like, if 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 Jeff Weltman came out um, next summer, and again, I don't want to get too 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 ahead of ourselves here, but but I am going to make this point. If if Weltman and Hammond come out um, like in two summers and said we're gonna we're gonna try Briscoe at the backup point guard, um, and we're gonna let DJ walk, I'm cool with it. You know, um, look, I mean, we've given up too many players uh, before in the past who just, you know, who have had potential and we've just, we've we've either not played them or traded them before they've actually become anything important. So, um, or in the case of Dwayne Dedman, released him in restricted free agency. Uh, so, again, I, I, I'm completely cool with whatever... Uh, we do next year, but you're right. I mean, I've got a ton of excitement about this team moving forward uh, for the first time I've had in seven years. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been a long time since you've been able to go on the Tankathon pick odds, and we have a 0% chance of the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What a time to be alive. But Well... I think it kind of wraps up our show for tonight. It was uh, uh, for as big of a win as it was, you know, we 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 I thought I think we diagnosed this one pretty well and uh, you know dove into it. But um, well, I'm thinking, uh, Cole, what are you thinking? You want to do another show here after uh, they get one? You know, fans get one maybe uh, uh, yeah. maybe Sunday night after uh, Cavs game. Yeah, I'm thinking of Sunday night. That would uh, we've got a game against Earl Charlotte plays against. Um, sorry, they're at Brooklyn, so that could be a huge loss there for Charlotte. Uh, we got you know potential uh, huge loss for Washington as well, and then that same night uh, we got Brooklyn at Miami while we're playing Indiana. So that could be that's a, that, that's a big one. If we can get that steal that game against Indiana against a really quality playoff team, we can get a loss. Well, I mean, Detroit's at Cleveland, so I don't you know think it's possible for them to lose that one. But you never know. But you know that could I mean potentially I think actually literally we could. Let me let me check this before I say this. Oh yeah, we could be the seven seed. After this game, I believe. Wow. So that's that's a pretty good game. Uh, that, I mean, it, it would be, like, very wild for that to happen. But, you know, it is possible. So, uh, you know, I guess stay tuned. Look for an episode to be up on Sunday no matter what. And, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. And email us your reviews, you know, comments, concerns, questions. Uh, whiteboardbasketballpod at gmail.com and we'll see you in the next one have a good weekend everybody